Hello and welcome to the Pepe Cast. Um, week three of, of the Pepe Cast. Uh, we're going to go ahead and dub this episode episode 0. Point, I don't know. Let's go with 0.6.9 because I think uh, this one's going to be a little bit of a fuller experience than last time, but not too much. So, um, welcome again, everybody, for and thank you very much for listening in. Um, last week, I had a little bit of a rush job um, in terms of the podcast. This week, I'm still a little bit strapped for time. We had a couple things going on this week that made it a little bit difficult for me to record earlier in the week. But um, thankfully, here I am, and uh, hopefully we can get through a couple things here. Because uh, there's a lot to talk about. This week was actually <laughs> pretty uh, jam-packed in terms of news and new things coming out and announcements and all that fun stuff that people like to talk about. Um, so first things first, just get it out of the way because I, I'm going to talk about it. I probably will continue to talk about it in the next coming weeks as we get closer and closer to the release. But... Um, just wanted to talk about it real quick here because everyone is talking about it. I'm going to stop saying it and just call it what it is, which is the Nintendo Switch announcement. Oh my goodness gracious. I am um, a huge Nintendo fan. I've been a fan since I was a kid, uh, you know, as most people my age would, would be for the most part. And this this last week, this weekend, um, Nintendo finally announced when it was re- being released, what it was going to be, the pricing, some of the games, oh, just so much fun, 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 fun filled adventures coming soon <laughs> in the Nintendo Switch. And I got to say, I'm very impressed with Nintendo. Looking at the Nintendo Switch, just putting it side by side, there's some pictures online of, of people that have, you know, put it side by side to, like, the Wii U or a cell phone, like an iPhone or something like that, just to compare the size. I don't really care much about the size because I think it's going to be a very comfortable size at the 6.2-inch screen or whatever it is. The bezels are a little bit bigger, but, I mean, the whole console is in there, so I don't think that's going to be a big deal. Um but the thing looks so freaking slick. Like, the that's one of the weirdest moves Nintendo has done in a long time. Um, I feel like the Wii kind of started this weird design phase for Nintendo where everything had to be, like, ultra shiny, ultra pretty. But it was very toy-like. It was, it was almost like, you know, like looking or thinking about the old, old toys back in the day that were just hard plastic and kids would hurt themselves playing with them because that was good times. Um, that's that's how I feel the Wii, uh, even some of the 3DS designs, and definitely the Wii U uh, were, were kind of set up. So just looking to, or just seeing the, the Switch be more of a, I, I wouldn't say muted, but just more of a, like a slick classic design, almost um, Game Boy-esque or if you want to go real back, uh, Super or Super Nintendo esque, it just oh, it just looks really good. Um, it's small, it's compact. Um, I like the fact that you're going to be able to carry your games with you. You know, when you're out and about, 
it reminds me honestly of, of those um, portable GameCube renders that people uh, were, were kind of talking about and uh, coming out with when the GameCube was announced. And it just looks beautiful. It's a, it, I mean, it's very understated. It's just a nice little screen. There's a lot of engineering that went into it, keeping everything nice and compact and, you know, not, not too many extra, uh, I don't know, finagles or whatever. But it's not, like, overly shiny. It doesn't look fragile. It, looks, it just looks nice. Uh, the Joy-Con controllers with their little satisfying click on each side when you, when you put them in look really good. There's a bunch of technology in each one of those Joy-Con controllers. Um, I'm not going to go too in-depth into it because you guys can read all about this coverage online. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't like to repeat too much that other people are talking about. But sometimes you just got to, you just kind of have to do it. But in terms of just the uh, the Joy-Con controllers and the controllers in general, you're going to have, you know, obviously still motion controls. That's what Nintendo is all about these days, and so is every other company after the Wii came out. Um, but you're still going to have these really nice, like, uh, uh, button layouts and, and controllers that the actual joysticks themselves are not like the Wii U controller, um, the Pro controller, where they were kind of side by side and very uncomfortable. They've gone to this this staggered approach. Uh, that's one thing I've never really liked about the PlayStation controllers. Um, and even though I really like the PlayStation Three controller, it's, it's a really nice controller. But that that staggered design on the joysticks really helps with a lot of the newer games. Um, so they brought that in. Um, you have, again, the motion control. You have an IR camera on one of the, I think, the right one. Uh, so you can actually see, or the controller can see what's what's placed in front of the IR camera, as well as it can detect how far away that thing is. Um, and, you know, there's, <clears throat> excuse me, there's a lot of little uses that they talked about during the reveal of the... Um, of the system. Um, I haven't really seen anything as far as games go to use that yet, but I think they're just kind of keeping it under wraps. Nintendo's always been a little bit secretive when it comes to their new products, and I think uh, once once it gets in the hands of people and we can see their, the actual use of it, it's going to be really interesting. One thing I'm also really excited about is the HD Rumble. Uh, it reminds me of the haptic feedback that Apple is doing on their phone, um, as well as some of their newer trackpads on their laptops. And having used that for just little things like little miniature games and also just for the interface on like the iPhone and things like that, it's really nice. It's, it's, it's a very interesting and kind of weird feeling being able to feel uh, those specific rumbles and specific, not weight, but um, I guess like the sensation of, of weight or force when you do something on, on a digital screen. I think that that's going to be a game changer. Um, I'm surprised that they didn't put that in the touch bar on the MacBook Pros, and I think that that's going to be something that maybe we'll see in the future. Um, but Nintendo putting it into their controllers, you know, means that you're going to be able to really sense that from the games and uh, talking to people uh, or talking to people, listening to people that have been playing the Nintendo Switch already. Um, they, the way that they're describing that HD, um, rumble effect is exactly how I imagined it, which is, it makes it feel like an extension outside of the controller 
when you do an action. So, for example, with ARMS, which is one of the titles that are going to be coming out, um, I don't know if with the, the, the um, device or right after the device comes out, the, the console, <clears throat> but you can feel the, uh, the unraveling of the arms, which in uh, arms, basically you're, you're, it's a fighting game and you have these like extensible or extendable arms that are ribbons or springs or chains or whatever. And the HD rumble gives you that sensation of kind of like a twisting or untwisting of the actual uh, arms themselves. So that should be really interesting. And I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, also Zelda. Oh God. Oh my goodness. Zelda. I'm doing my very, very best to stay away from all gameplay videos, most of the trailers, the all the marketing material, just because I'm already sold. I've already pre-ordered my, my Nintendo Switch. I already pre-ordered my game. And I want to go in as, as fresh and as clean as I possibly can. I don't want any prior knowledge of any of the mechanics in the game or the storyline or anything like that. I just want to experience that. Um, I think that Skyrim did a really good job opening up that that open world uh, experience with the with the you know pretty good storyline, um, but more than anything with just a, an experience that changes every time you play it. And I think that if Nintendo, from what they've shown, if they are following suit with that, this is going to be the best Zelda game of all time, and perhaps the best adventure game of all time so i'm, I'm just oh, i'm just so thrilled and so excited to to get my hands on the freaking game anyway <laughs> so let me i'm sorry about yelling in there but anyway so getting away from the nintendo switch um again that that just a couple last things it does the console comes out march 3rd of this year pre-orders have already been sold out in a lot of different places um, I pre-ordered mine at my local Best Buy and was able to get it for pickup there. They they didn't have any for ship by the time I tried to pre-order, which was like the day of the, the pre-orders. Um, GameStop, I guess, is completely out. So is Walmart, Target, and all those other stores. So all I can, I can say is if you're trying to get one of those consoles on release... Um, then just keep your uh, you know your your ear to the, the to the grind or to the ground and and keep your your eyes out and peeled and whatever because hopefully Nintendo will will restock some of those pre-orders so that more people can can get the console but there's no guarantee with Nintendo you you know just looking back at the the history of their console launches and their releases of things they're usually very limited in in what they they will come out with one of the things that I did not get to pre-order, and I'm going to be keeping an eye out for, or maybe even lining up for, is that uh, Collector's Edition Zelda game. I ordered um, just the regular, no, you know, no strings attached, just uh, straightforward version of it. But I really want to get at least the regular collector's version, uh, collector's version that comes with the uh, Nintendo Switch case and all the, the coin and all that fun stuff, the map of, of uh, the new Hyrule and things like that. Sorry about that. My dog is being insane because I'm not giving her the attention she wants. But yeah, um, the, the one with the statue, sorry, the one with the statue, picking her up and she got a little twisted there, looks uh, fantastic as well. Um, I already have so many Zelda toys and things though that I could I 
I could go with having that statue, but I could also live without it and not be too unhappy. I do want to get at least that that uh, Switch carrying case, though, because I think that is going to be really neat. And I don't want to buy it from a reseller because they're going to want hundreds of dollars more than Nintendo's asking. Anyway, so again, let's let's move on past that. Um, March 3rd, both uh, Zelda and the Switch and a couple of other uh, games will be released. Keep an eye out. Um, Polygon.com has all the details. So it does a handful of other websites, including IGN and all that other fun stuff. So feel free to check it out. Oh, and also just Nintendo.com and um, the uh, um, Nintendo's YouTube channel has some uh, play... Uh, gameplay videos on there too from the event the live event that they did after the release event so be sure to check that out and i will maybe hunt down some of those links and put them in the the blog post here for you guys all right so moving on (laughs) a couple things i want to talk about um in terms of just kind of news this year so this is really cool um well a little or well yeah i guess i'd say it's really cool the I, I saw earlier today a uh, little little post about this. Um, Shigeru uh, Shigeru Miyamoto, he's the uh, one of the biggest designers in Nintendo. Yes, I'm not getting off Nintendo yet. He um, joined uh, Box V O X to kind of talk about how he uh, designs games and and you know what I guess his thoughts are when he's creating a game, and also kind of thoughts for the future, which I thought was really interesting. Um, Again, I will try to link the video into the blog post, but um, I recommend you guys uh, search and look for that video. Um, We don't get to see Mr. Miyamoto working on the the stuff as much as as I'd like to, um, and kind of giving a backstory to a lot of stuff. He's always there. Um, in, in terms of marketing and things like that, and I, you know, that's, that's commendable. A lot of people are just like, no, I've made it. I'm going to, you know, I'm good. I'm good. I'm done. But he's always there with, uh, with Nintendo when they release things and stuff like that. And he, he, you can see that he's always really excited about stuff. And he's one of the main reasons why, um, I feel like I got really deep into the video game world um, outside of just playing the games, because you can always see his excitement and his ideas. And I don't know that I've ever played a single one of his, uh, the, the games that he's led the design for that I didn't like, like they've always been fun. Even if they weren't the greatest games, they've always been fun. So definitely check that out. It's called how the inventor of Mario designs a game. It's on YouTube. And again, I will try to link that in the blog post here. Okay, so a couple couple other things we can talk about here. Um, a little bit less uh, less exciting news. Uh, the Ringling Brothers Circus is shutting down, uh, which is insane. Um, I you know as a kid we went to to see the Ringling Brothers Circus um, in I don't know that was probably a good 13, 14 years ago, but. They've been in, in business for 146 years and just, you know, they've, they've, they're closing down. Um, it it kind of makes sense with all the digital media and entertainment and other ways for people to get um, their, I know, their kicks off or whatever, and the rocks off. Just to have fun, it, it, I guess, again, it, it makes sense. 
it's really sad to see them go um, in, a, in a way. I like the fact that... Well, I don't even know. Like, I, I don't want to sound like an activist, but I've always felt like the, that circuses and animals were a really weird mixture. Like, the animals and circuses have always been really cool, and they do a lot of really neat tricks, and, and you know, they have their, their training down pat, and it's really neat to see these things. But it's it always felt like that that wasn't really their environment. And you look at these wild animals, and they don't necessarily look like super thrilled to be there. So from that perspective, I think that that's definitely had some some form of, of uh, um, background as to why circuses aren't so popular anymore. Like, yes, I guess kids are like, oh, you know, it's a lion. Oh my gosh. But now, like, parents are like, well, you know, this is kind of weird. We should just go to the zoo. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's just a different form of entertainment than really anything else that, that you, we've ever had. Um, but it's also very classical. It's, it, you know, the, the circus in general has always been like this, um, this remnant of a, <laughs> of a past culture where, we would watch people be in danger and um, do these fantastical feats of, of uh, acrobatics and all this stuff, but really not in a controlled state, or at least that's, that's how it felt. Um, and I think that that might be part of the reason why it's not as popular anymore, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's definitely interesting to hear that one of the biggest companies in the circus world is just shutting down. Um, I'm also interested to see what's going to happen with other classic um, avenues of entertainment. So, you know, things like uh, like other circuses that aren't as big as the Ringling Brothers, as well as things such as like um, uh, Renaissance festivals and fairs and things like that. I, I feel like definitely within the last four or five years, there's been a decline in, in um, how many people go out to those type of events and things like that. And that's not always the case. I mean, a lot of, of kids and stuff still want to go for the rides and for the entertainment that type of way. But you look at like um, that whole creepy clowns thing that really took down the, the clown industry a bit. Um, and then you also look at like magic industry, which is, I don't know, I, I would have to do more research on it. But I feel like it's definitely gotten a lot smaller in the recent years. And it just, I don't know, it's, it's definitely a different form of entertainment. I wish that we, we would continue to honor that form of entertainment in newer ways and continue to upgrade it to be, you know, closer to our current ideals. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, I guess we'll see. We'll, we'll see how it goes. I'm not really sure. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of odd. Anyway, um, so moving past that, that was my, uh, you guys just heard my little alarm saying, hey, you got to go to work soon, so I'm going to be going to work here in just a moment, but last couple things I got to talk about here. Um, oh, some games that I'm interested in, in uh, um, coming soon, as well as some, some shows and some uh, uh, movies that are coming soon that I'm also going to be interested in watching um, for you guys to keep an eye out. Let's see here. Oh, I saw this uh, uh, trailer about a week and a half ago for Night in the Woods, which is launching this uh, next month in February, I believe um, February 21st, if I, if I remember correctly. 
Um, it looks really, really interesting. It's going to be kind of a side-scroller um, in, a, in a way. And it's a game that was kickstarted. Um, I, I want to say last, very recently, like uh, June, July of last year. I, I'm not sure. I'm going to have to take a look here. But anyway, um, it looks really interesting. Um, they, they were previously going to be releasing it this month. Um, so there was plans of getting it out already. Um, it did get pushed back a little bit. But from what I've seen as far as the trailer goes for that game... It looks like a fun side-scroller, and even more so than that, it looks like it's going to have some really interesting uh, twists as far as the, the game itself. And the design is just gorgeous. It's just, it's a beautiful, beautiful design. Um, kind of reminiscent of the uh, uh, 80s and, yeah, I guess 80s, late 70s type of uh, um, movies and things like that where... You had kids running around doing doing things at night um, and having some adventures. Uh, Stranger Things comes to mind. Obviously, that's not 80s. That's recent, but that's kind of an homage to, to those type of series. So definitely feel free to check out the, um, the trailer for that game. And let me know what you guys think. Um, I'm, I'm really interested in it. I feel like it's going to be a really strong game. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Let's see what else I had here. I actually had a couple of notes um, to talk about here. Oh, yeah, there you go. Wolverine's Logan. Uh, that's going to be coming out later this year. And holy moly, that trailer, though, it doesn't show much. It looks kind of, uh, you know, almost a little bit empty. Um, but the music, the feeling behind it, it just... Uh, it just, every time, I've watched it three times, and every time I watch it, it just, it gives me this, like, deep feeling of, like, oh, gosh, this is going to be a heavy movie. I'm really, really interested in seeing that later on. I feel like it's one going to be one of those uh, experiences that it's going to be a game changer for the kind of superhero and comic book. Uh, media in, in movies and things like that, just like Deadpool was, that you know kind of gave us a little bit more of uh, insight to a darker path in, in those type of movies, and you know other movies as well before it, like Judge Dredd and things like that. But I think Deadpool was a big wake up call, and I think that Logan, with its almost like a drama um, setup, is going to be one of those movies that. Maybe people go out and see because they're fans of the comics and everything, but also might just be like a good story, like a good, heavy, nice drama uh, that, that, you know, that people want to go out and watch just for the actual um, storyline itself, uh, even people that aren't fans of, of the series before this. So yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I'm, I'm really interested in the movie. Um, if you guys haven't seen the trailer yet, I don't know what you've been doing. Get, get out of your hole. Go, go watch it. It's really good. Um, all right, let's see. Well, let's see. What else can we talk about here? Because I do have to get going. Um, I guess I'll talk uh, just a little bit about a couple of the television shows that I'm looking forward to, um, as well as some of the stuff that I've been watching. Um, we just caught up to The Flash. Um, not a great show by any means. Uh, but I've been watching it with my wife probably for, 
I don't know, almost a year, I guess. It's that we've been very slowly but surely chugging through the first couple series or a couple seasons and then finally this last season kind of gripped us a bit um and we just got through it. Um this latest season, I I don't know. I like it's taken Barry Allen, it's taken the main character as and made him into what I feel is kind of just a a little bit less powerful guy. I don't know. I don't like his decisions. I, I honestly don't even like the the world or storyline that they're currently uh, presenting in the in the show. So I'm really looking forward to see what the, seeing what they're going to do with that and seeing if they're going to continue to just leave that storyline and build on it, or if they're going to retcon things again. Um, because if you have seen any of the Flash, there's a ton of retcon um, as there's time travel, um, and that's that's pretty much says it all. Every once in a while, people just do things that don't make any sense, so we have to erase it with uh, some time travel. So yeah, I'm looking forward to continuing to watch that. Um, I started watching Homeland, which you know most people watched last year. Um, it, it looks pretty interesting. I might continue to watch that and see how that goes. Oh, uh, anime-wise, I just watched a couple of uh, of shows here recently. Um, Death Parade. I just got uh, through and I, I watched it all pretty much one night. Um, nice, short, little show. It's, it's Each episode's about 20 minutes. There's about 12 episodes, so it's not a very lengthy show by any means. Um, but it did a good job of kind of encapsulating the whole emotions of people and how they they uh, control their actions and things like that. It's it's really interesting. If If you like animation definitely go watch it because it's a beautiful beautiful show I, I mean the animation and the design is top notch um and if you like uh you know kind of a more dramatic uh sense of dread <laughs> in some of your shows and some of those episodes definitely got a little sadder and a little bit uh filled with uh with some heavy feelings there um but there's also a lot of comedy and like kind of lightheartedness that's a word so feel free to check that out. Um, I also just got done uh, watching the first season, uh, first and only season so far, of um, uh, was it Psycho Mob One Hundred or Mob Psycho One Hundred, who or which is a um, a series written by because it, it was a book first, it was a comic first or manga by the same guy. I want to say his name is One. I don't know. I'm a terrible fan. I don't keep track of this stuff, but um, it was written by the same people that did um, One Punch Man, which is also a fantastic, just a beautiful, beautiful action-filled anime that I I can't recommend enough. Um, But Mob Psycho or Psycho Mob, um, this this is a little bit of a different storyline. There's a lot of the same characters almost kind of recycled in this. But they are they interact differently because of the different situations that it's it's set in, and it's about a student who's got psychic powers and kind of learning to live with these things, and also the crazy stuff that that tends to happen in those type of situations where you live in a world with uh, people with uh, other psychic powers. All right, guys, um, I probably missed some stuff. I, I'm I'm completely out of time. I'm just I have like a minute. So I got to get going, but again, thank you so much for listening in. Um, I will continue to update the blog. Uh, I know last week I didn't have too many blog posts, but I'll continue to update that. I'll get this uploaded right now, and hopefully you guys will get to listen to it. Um, 
But again, if you have any any comments, uh, questions, or any um, you know suggestions for topics that I might be able to talk about a little bit more in depth on the show, definitely feel free to reach out to me either on the post or by email or even by Twitter. I'm El Chupacabras on Twitter, or actually now we have the Pepe Cast on Twitter, so you can feel free to send me a little message on there, follow me, and all that shenanigans. I haven't actually done anything with that Twitter account yet, but. It'll be live soon. Um, and thanks again for listening. I hope, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, cheers. Take care.